This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. We must guard against the military-industrial conflict. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Shall I tell you what I find beautiful about you? You are in charge of the best when things are worse. Sooner or later, though, you always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas. And I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. I want to thank you, Veritas member, for making our truth journey a reality. Please subscribe at VeritasRadio.com to listen to all segments of tonight's interview and all of our material. And in addition to MMS, our USB drives with all our seasons and bonus material, we have added something new. Phyto vitamins. If you're taking the big brand multivitamins, you are taking a chemical cocktail. Phyto vitamins are 100% plant-based without anything synthetic. I could do an entire show about this, but just go to our website and click on the right side where it says Phyto vitamins. Feel the difference and find out. A health investment today will pay off tomorrow. Give them a try. And to get in touch with us. For member support, media inquiries, you want to be a guest or are a whistleblower, there's a link for you by clicking on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. There's a contagious psycho-spiritual disease of the soul, a parasite of the mind, that is currently being acted out en masse on the world stage via a collective psychosis of titanic proportions. This mind virus, which Native Americans have called Wetiko, covertly operates through the unconscious blind spots in the human psyche, 
rendering people oblivious to their own madness and compelling them to act against their own best interests. Drawing on insights from Jungian psychology, shamanism, alchemy, spiritual wisdom traditions, and personal experience. Tonight's special guest is Paul Levy, who will show us that hidden within the venom of Fuetico is its own antidote, which once recognized can help us wake up and bring sanity back to our society. For this and much more, Paul Levy is coming up right now on Veritas. This is Neil Kramer, and you are listening to The Veritas Show. In 1981, Paul Levy had a life-changing spiritual awakening in which he began to wake up to the dreamlike nature of reality. During the first year of his spiritual emergence, he was hospitalized several times, diagnosed with having had a severe psychotic break. He was told that he had a chemical imbalance and had manic depressive illness. Fortunately, he was able to quickly extricate himself from the medical and psychiatric establishment. In 1993, he started to teach about what he was realizing. Paul has developed a unique and creative vehicle to introduce people to the dreamlike nature of reality that he calls the dreaming up process. Paul is a pioneer in the field of spiritual emergence, as well as an innovator in the field of dreaming. Paul is an author and has written a number of books. His most recent is titled, Dispelling Watiko, Breaking the Curse of Evil. To learn more about Paul Levy and his work, visit his website at awakenindthedream.com. And directly from Portland, Oregon, I would like to introduce for the first time on Veritas, Paul Levy. Hello, Paul, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? Hi. Yeah, I'm just really happy to be here, Mel. So I really appreciate you inviting me on. Oh, it's my pleasure. And right from the beginning, Paul, I would like to thank our mutual friend, a very good friend, Neil Kramer, who really, really compelled me to get in touch with you. And I'm glad we finally connected. And by the way, he says you owe him a beer. Oh, okay. Well, that's great. I'll be happy <laughs> to do that. And Paul, I'm always curious to know what triggers people in doing what they do. So I know you had an experience in the early 80s. So why don't we start by learning more about Paul Levy. Give us some background beyond what I read uh, of who you are. Sure. No, that I, I really appreciate that because it's important to have like some sort of context in which, you know, to understand how I developed what I, what I talk about in my work. And basically, uh, the answer, um, is that I was going through intense, like this real deep sort of this suffering that was so overwhelming. And without going into any story, I, I'm, I'm an only child and it wound up that my father was really a very sick man. And being the only child and being very sensitive, um, it created this enormous wound and trauma in me. And um, very quickly – so I was in my early 20s when this really began to happen. It was right when I began to individuate and to step out of just the family and, and step into who I was. And so that created this enormous wound, this suffering, and I quickly figured out that I couldn't figure my way out of the suffering with my intellect. And so the only thing that I was able to figure out that that in any way helped was to just stand back and to observe what was happening. And that's in a way, you know, to meditate. 
I was just really developing this witness consciousness. And that was the only thing, like I said, that in any way helped. And I did that more and more and more hours and hours a day. I had a teacher. There was a tradition, this, this, this Tibetan Buddhist tradition that I was connecting with. And then, um, after maybe, I don't know, 20 months, something like that of doing intense practice like that, I got hit by this, this bolt of, of this, you know, sort of this, a lightning bolt came in, and not from the sky, not like an external lightning bolt, but inside of my brain, just a lightning bolt just ignited for a nanosecond. And within 24 hours, I went into such an extreme state in which my subjective experience um, was that I was beginning to recognize that we were having a mass shared dream. And I, you know, went into this really ecstatic um, state. It was as if I was on the cutting edge of um, the Big Bang in a way. And I felt unbelievably creative. But basically, I had stepped out of my the typical conditioned self and so a friend of mine who was with me, because I was acting so, you know, not in my typical way, thought I was having a nervous breakdown and brought me to a hospital. And um, and so that was, within the next day, was my first, during that next year, a number of times, because I was having, you know, unbeknownst to me, once that lightning bolt hit, I had access this way deeper archetypal transpersonal energy that was informing me and giving me these deep insights into the nature of, you know, of the cosmos really and who I was and who we all are. But I wasn't in a container. I wasn't in an ashram or anything like that. I was just out in the world. And because I was so uncontained in, in the enthusiasm and entheos, it literally means to be filled with spirit that I really, um, you know, I kind of upset the apple cart of consensus reality and of my family and friends. So maybe four or five, six times during that next, um, you know, uh, one year, one and a half year, something like that, I got um, put in psychiatric hospitals and told, oh, you have, um, you know, you're, you have this manic depressive illness. It's a chemical imbalance. And interestingly, the DSM-3 had just come out one year before, and that was the addition that came out with this newly discovered chemical imbalance. So I was told, oh, you have a chemical imbalance, and you'll have this illness for the rest of your life, and you'll have to be on medication till your dying breath. And I should just communicate, I haven't been on medication for over 30 years with, with no episodes. But at first, the energy was so overwhelming that I, I hadn't developed like the, the container within myself or like this, the skillfulness to creatively express what I was realizing in a way that wouldn't just really freak people out. So it's a whole story and I can go into it more. I'm happy. So at first I was really, I had this, you know, the shame around, oh my God, I've been diagnosed. I'm a, I'm a mental patient or an ex-mental patient. And then at a certain point, once I realized, oh my God, no, I'm going through a spiritual awakening and getting involved in this like sort of this deeper um, a shamanic process of going through an ordeal to potentially um, discover who I am, I began advertising that I was in hospitals because I, I was realizing so many other people are going through similar processes and in a tragic way get sort of entangled in the psychiatric system. It's like um, getting put under a spell and then you can get entangled in a way where you can't get out and then it becomes, and then you do become sick. Like I did become sick 
once I got fully entrenched in the psychiatric system and got pathologized and you know, somebody in that state is in such a vulnerable, fragile state. When the reflection you're getting from the world is that you're sick, it makes you sick. And then once you manifest as being sick, it confirms in the psychiatrist's viewpoint the truth of their diagnosis in a self-perpetuating feedback loop that was really, you know, kind of evil in a way. And so little did I know that the whole seed of my work, the whole body of work that I've really created was encoded in these early processes. And um, so I'm really fortunate. I was able to extricate myself from the psychiatric system, you know, pretty early on. But the tragic aspect is that my family, my parents and my, you know, the relatives, they so bought in to the psychiatric point of view that I had this chemical imbalance, mental illness, whatever, that both of my parents died convinced that I'm, you know, crazy and I don't have any, I haven't had a family now for close to a dozen years. I've kind of been excommunicated because I was the one who was picking up the unpopular, this voice of pointing out the abuse and pointing out the shadow that was coming through my father. And I couldn't believe it when I was doing that. I then became the one who was seen as evil or crazy. And because I was speaking the voice that in a family system where there is like this abuse, there's silence is supposed to be, you know, kept. And I was breaking the silence and breaking a taboo and actually pointing out the darkness. And I didn't understand that, yeah, there's a non-local field that configures so as to protect the darkness. And so that was actually part of what I've learned and what I write about is that there's a non-local field that's informing all of manifestation. And when you see that, that's when you begin to really have an expansion of consciousness. You know, I'm listening to you, Paul, and I know for a fact that many people who are listening to us right now are nodding their heads thinking that once you bump into this awakening process, it seems as if the establishment, and we'll, we'll definitely talk about Watiko in, in, in a minute, mm -hmm. but it seems that society and the establishment is programmed that if there's people like you, like I, like Neil Kramer, like others who wake up and behave differently and question the establishment immediately. What's the word they use? Oh, you must be crazy. You are a conspiracy theorist. You need yeah, therapy. Yeah. You need medication. And it's almost as if it's part of the plan to shun you, to isolate you so that you can become part of the cancer as opposed to an anti-cancer cell. In your case, you extricated yourself from from medical and psychiatric establishment, a lot of people don't have the strength. They don't have the, the fortitude to be able to get out. What do you tell those people who feel that, yes, there must be something wrong with me because I don't, I no longer see the world the way I was trained to, to look at it? Yeah. Well, there, 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 there's a couple things and I so appreciate the question. Um, you see, what got me through? My inner experience was so clear that I was having an awakening. It couldn't have been more clear. And, um, you know, so then when I was getting, when the psychiatrists were, were reflecting to me that I had a mental illness, you know, and there was one time in particular, I remember I, they brought me in, I was locked up in a psych ward, they brought me in and there was a conference of all the psychiatrists in the hospital and they had all conferred and had a conference about me and had all, you know, were in agreement that I was, that I, you know, was mentally ill. And I just reflected back to them. I said, you know, you have no idea what you're talking about. 
you know, you're actually out of your mind. You're, you're, you're just, you know, ignorant and arrogant. And of course, you know, that just, you know, that just confirmed to them my mental illness that, uh, you know, I had the temerity to disagree with them. But the first, the first part of the answer is that, so I just knew, you know, um, you know, I had experiences, internal experiences that were self-validating that I didn't need anybody else in a certain way to confirm. And the fact that I was able to just clearly, you know, to like have that recognition and to stay with my own experience and to not let anybody else tell me what my experiences were, that was really, really helpful. The second part of the answer would be it's really important to connect with other people who are also snapping out of the spell because when you do that, you know, then when you have like, you know, like um, some form of community who can actually reflect back to each other the healthy parts of each other, the parts of us that are awakening, that that really has an effect on us. And that creates a bridge in such a way that we can more easily step into the healthy whole parts of ourselves. Absolutely. And I'm thinking again how the system is, is designed this way so that you don't deviate because when you do is when you start questioning who we are, where we come from, where we're going. They want you to just not think, follow the script. And that's the way life should be to keep us divided, to keep us asleep. Yeah. And I want to say, you see where, so that was, you know, and we can go into that because I couldn't believe how that was happening. It was almost like as I was more transducing light, it was invoking these darker forces and the seemingly, um, you know, the external, um, sort of world to, you know, to actually shut me down. But the point that I want to make is at a certain, at a certain point, I had the realization that what was playing out out there was a reflection of the very same process that was playing out in not only my psyche, but in all of our psyches. And what I mean to say is that there is this deeper process that when we actually connect with the self, with who we are, with our light, that, you know, it is, it, it, you know, um, it will invoke these darker forces. And that's not an error. That's actually showing us something about this deeper process that was the very experience that introduced me to the non-local field which is this physics term you know which has to do with that sort of informing and underlying all of this world um is a, is this non-local field and non-local means that it's not contained by the traditional sort of laws of third dimensional space and time and in physics it's it's really it's often described as the greatest discovery that's that possibly ever been made because the implication of if this universe is non-local what that means is that everything is connected with everything else in the sense that it, we trans the, the whole idea of separation is transcended and seen through and that's what i was beginning to see so the very forces that were trying to stop me were actually at the same time showing me something deeper about the nature of who I was and who we all are and the universe itself. And I was fortunate to be able to, because I was taking notes and drawing maps of what was happening. And yeah, I was almost destroyed by it and wounded so unbelievably. And yet, you know, I, because I was actually keeping my awareness and keeping my heart open, it was the inspiration for me to create my work. You know, sometimes bore the audience probably by by 
telling the story, but I remember the movie Midnight Express. I don't know if you ever watched that movie. Oh, I saw that movie. Totally. Do you, do you remember the part where the, the, the main characters in this insane asylum part of the, the, the uh, prison, and he starts walking against the circle, and all the, the, let's call them crazies, were saying, no, you need to get come back to us. We are walking the right way, and he was kicked out because he was actually breaking the paradigm right there. Oh, well, no, I don't remember that part, but that sounds great. And Wetiko, let, let's dive right in to this powerful force. And I was telling you before, uh, during, during, uh, uh, before we started. This. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.